0: Compared to back then in 2010, 2011, I improved a lot. I was a very shy person back then. Um, And nowadays it's no problem for me to talk in front of 200, 300 people. So that's what Rotary uh, taught me. You can really achieve everything with the support and the help of other people and just do it. Yeah, Don't be afraid. If you fail, you fail. Stand up, try it again, make it better, and you can definitely achieve it.
1: All right, and welcome back to this next edition of All Things Rotary, a CDS podcast. Really excited for you to hear this quarter's episode. On today's show, we talk with Herbert Pfeiffer, current district governor from District 1910 that covers Austria and Bosnia-Herzegovina. We talk all about being a younger district governor and balancing Rotary, family, work, and other aspects of his life. I really think that you're going to enjoy hearing Herbert's thoughts on how younger leaders can make a huge impact in Rotary. Enjoy. Enjoy. All right, everyone, welcome back to All Things Rotary a CDS podcast. We're so excited to be here today with um, Herbert Pfeiffer from the Rotary Club of Jens Park in District 1910. He is the current district governor there, and we're excited to have you on the show today. So thanks so much for joining us, Herbert. Nick, Michael, thank you for having me. Absolutely, and I should also point out that today on this episode, this is another first. So I was just telling Herbert before we started recording, that this is the first person from Europe that we've had uh, interviewed on the podcast. So we're pretty excited about that. But also this is the first time that we're having two hosts on the show. So normally it's just me or, you know, it's been Michael. He's done a couple different uh, episodes himself. And so now it's the first time that we're kind of tag teaming it. So shout out to Michael here joining us. Excited to have you along for the ride as well. Hi
2: everyone. So no no pressure here, Herbert, not as the first from Europe, but
1: don't take it too personal.
2: <laughs> It'll be good. Thank you for your support.
1: <laughs> we're here for you. We're here for you if needed. Um, but yeah, so as we were kind of mentioning before we hit record here, uh, the theme of this conversation is really based on young leaders, how we can balance life, work, hobbies, family, whatever it may be. But yet, still, really take advantage of the opportunity that Rotary gives us to to be leaders, both you know, local and global. And with you, Herbert, being a district governor, um, you know, and, and balancing work and everything that you have going on, that must be pretty challenging. But before we go into the nitty gritty, why don't you share a little bit about who you are, where you're from, maybe a little bit about your Rotary experience, what you do for a living, those types of that type of information.
0: Thank you very much for this question well i live in krems which is a small town at the danube here in austria it's approximately 70 kilometers west of of vienna the capital city of austria from my school and university background i can tell you that i'm a civil engineer as well as a communication engineer so uh, i also work in one part of this professional backgrounds i work as a e-commerce manager nowadays as an employee, as well as an consultant on self-employed level. Uh, I have a nine-year-old son who is my everything, and I spend most of my free time together with him outside, doing some outdoor activities or going on vacation, on trips around Europe as well across Europe and so on. From my Rotarian background, my Rotary story begins actually in 2008. Uh, Back then, a friend at university invited me to take part in a social activity and a social event without me knowing which organization it was. So I was so fascinated to see people volunteering in their free time so that I joined, I decided to join Rotaract back then in nine, 2009. Um, a year later, I became president of the Rotaract Club wien Stadtpark, And I also got the opportunity to serve as a Rotaractor on a multi-district level in the multi-district 1910, 1920, which included back then Austria, Slovenia, Croatia and Bosnia and Herzegovina. So I got also the experience of the international aspect of Rotary and Rotaract back then. In 2013, I was asked by our Rotary Club to join them. I said yes uh, and became president in 2020-21 during COVID. uh, And at the same year, in the same year, I was nominated by my club. run for governorship in 2023-24 actually that's where we are now um i i took over the district governor position as a district governor on first of july i am now district governor of district 1910 which has 144 rotary and rotaract clubs and approximately six thousand rotarians and rotaractors
1: that is a large district. Um, And especially I think for a lot of our North American listeners, which typically that's kind of like the main, like I mentioned before, a lot of our guests have been from North America. A lot of our listeners come out of North America and a district of 6,000 is almost unheard of. Uh, We do not have that many people in many of our districts. I think we usually float around like 1,000, obviously being the minimum um, 1100 being the minimum actually. And then, you know, 3000 is maybe the cap. And so 6,000, that's quite a bit. So it sounds like between work, uh, your nine-year-old son, by the way, I have a soon to be eight-year-old son. So I know how crazy that can be. So I definitely uh, sympathize with you with all the, (laughs) the craziness that happens with that. Uh, but with work, family uh life and then obviously you know being a rotaract club president a rotary club president now being a district governor i'm sure you have your hands full
0: uh that's true but on the other hand you have a lot of support by rotarians by family uh also the understanding from your employer so that makes it possible for me to actually do this and i'm really happy that i got the opportunity
1: And actually, do you mind if I ask you, uh, how did that work with your employer? Did you, you know, like you said, the understanding from your employer, did you have a conversation about like, hey, I'm going to about to be a district governor? Were they like, first off, what is a district governor and what is Rotary? Or did they already kind of understand?
0: Uh, You are absolutely right. I had the conversation uh, together with my my CFO of of the company, which I'm working off. So back then in 2020, we had a meeting where I explained what I will do and what is the role of a district governor. Um, And I also said, okay, I would like to do that because Rotary and Rotaract gave me a lot in my life. Um, I want to give something back. So he said, okay, what's your proposal? How do we manage this? And I said, okay, I will... uh, Collect all my vacation days for three years. And I will not I, I'm now in this situation where I can take vacation from this backlog. And um that allows me to visit the clubs, to meet with the road directors, the, the interactors, and the chance to do good in the world in our district.
2: That's awesome, Herbert. I, I have a question for you. In between balancing all of that, obviously collecting three years worth of time off is is quite a big time commitment. And I'd imagine a much bigger commitment than even being club president or Rotaract club president. Um, What what kind of challenges do you see yourself facing currently as you step into your governor year or what kind of challenges were you anticipating, you know, balancing both having children, full-time job, and then also taking on all of these responsibilities, especially in such a large district too? biggest
0: challenge actually was to find the right people for the team. I, I think with the right team, you can achieve everything. And um, there are certain topics that are really important for me during this year. So in those key positions, I really took a lot of time to choose the right people. And with those people, I'm very sure that we can achieve the goals that we set together for this Rotarian year as well as in the strategic plan that we uh, created within the governors of the last two years and also with my successor. So I think the most important or the key for success is the right team.
2: And is that kind of look like leaning a lot on your district leadership or assistant governors? What does that look like within um, within your district? Well, you you already said it. It's first
0: of all, uh, the assistant governors, because they have a huge responsibility. They are at the clubs during the whole year uh, more than one time. Like I, I can be there only uh, once a year, at least. Uh, I can manage to visit some clubs maybe twice or three times but they are there more often, they know what's going on. So they have uh, the information, what we have to do, what we have to work on, on the district level. On the other hand, it's also the, the committees that we have, uh, which are working on specific topics, especially about membership, public image, Rotaract and Interact. Because as Rotaract and Interact, those people are our future in Rotary and we have to make sure that we we get the right members into interact and road direct for our future as an organization
1: yeah absolutely so what what do you feel like is the most exciting aspect of being a district governor right now
0: in fact it's the conversations with the members and their personal stories mm-hmm. um i always thought it will be the projects or the activities of of the clubs, but it's the people. Um, What always fascinates me is that Rotary brings people from different backgrounds together. Each of us contributes his or her strengths and on a voluntary basis. And if I, as a district governor, can connect people to achieve more, that's actually what satisfies me and what actually is the exciting part of being a district governor for me.
1: Mm -hmm. And do you feel like, um, for you specifically, I know we're only what, uh, mid August, so you've only been a district governor for a month and a half, but you've done your district governor elect year, you've done your district governor nominee year. Um, and I think traditionally many district governors, you know, they might be of a different demographic and age, like how has your age and current you know position in life with family and work how has that been a benefit to you or how has that helped you kind of have a unique perspective in building these relationships and working with clubs
0: yeah yeah that's a very good question um unfortunately even at rotary we often tend to discuss certain topics for an extremely long time Uh, Personally as a young uh, Rotary leader I'm more willing or at least I think I'm more willing to try things faster to Mm. get results. This is especially true when recruiting young active members for Rotary and Rotaract. Here we as Rotarians are also challenged to trust our younger friends from uh, Interact and Rotaract and to try out their approaches um, uh, on the other hand, this is also means accepting that there are failures, and I think that's also a strength about younger people. they are accepting failures more likely. but on the other hand, if you learn from it and incorporate this knowledge into the next idea that's that's okay, and I think that's the right way how we can also improve our organization the second second difference is definitely that I understand myself and my age um as a bridge building function between younger and and older members if like me you are in the middle of your professional life you can put yourself in the position of younger people very well there is still more um understanding of the change possibilities of commitment to rotary due to the to starting a family and and building professional career in combination with today's living conditions. So I think this makes it uh, unique uh, and a, a new perspective when it comes to the district governor position or role.
1: Yeah, I like that a lot. I mean, I think the key you mentioned is really being that bridge and helping connect people. I mean, it sounds like that's what you're most passionate and excited about is making these connections, but not just making the connections between yourself, but connecting other people and having them be connected to each other as well. And I also like this concept of uh, failing fast. Uh, We kind of use that in our own jobs and we hear people talk about it all the time within the organization is like, we want to try new things but we want to know quickly if they're going to work. And if they're not going to work, we'd rather fail fast so that we can take what we've learned well and apply it to the next endeavor instead of, you know, dragging it on super long and then not getting what you want. So that's a a fascinating concept that you're applying as well in your district.
0: Exactly. At least we try to, to apply it. Of course, there are also... There's also the older generation that we sometimes have to push and say it's now time to act instead of discuss things. But as always in life, and especially in Rotary, we are learning from each other. And that's the great thing about Rotary, that you have the possibility to learn from people with different backgrounds from actually when you take Interact from 12 years on till the end of your life. And that's that's really what makes Rotary such an powerful organization because we have so much knowledge that we can use not only to create wonderful projects and do good in the in the world but also to improve ourselves yeah
1: and, and I, I think that's so key because we hear about it this all the time right like rotary trying to get younger and how do we attract younger uh, talent and younger members and i think what you bring up is so vital is like we we a we need younger people involved so let's let's get them in leadership roles let's get them in uh different positions that they can actually contribute so that they feel like they're a part of but not just younger how do we get older members involved as well and we can have that balance because i i mean i've spoken with you know older members before and they almost feel at times that they're just like hey we're We're not important anymore. No one cares about us. But kind of what you're saying is everyone matters. We need all of their opinions because you need to hear all sides of, of, you know, rotary so that we can, we can improve it in that way. Exactly. I think that's, that's, as you said it, as you summarized it, it, that's the most important
0: fact about rotary. Um, I know it's difficult, especially for maybe older, more experienced people. To let it go and to uh, give the, the responsibility to younger people but uh, in the end it's very important for us not only in the clubs also as an organization to um, yeah, try new approaches especially when it comes to to getting new mem- members because the younger generation and in the way of communication and and also how they approach projects and uh, approach topics like environment, like health, like education, is completely different to the way even I got to know it. Uh, So that's really important also for us to start listening to the young people, to get in in touch with them and communicate uh, with them. And we try to also on a district level, we try to start um, with bar camps, with leadership seminars and so on, with new approaches to get to the young people, to get in touch with them, to get to know what is actually important for them and how they want to get active in organizations like Rotary. Because what we also see in Austria, maybe also in other parts of the world, is that young people organize themselves in a completely new and different way than we are used to it. And we have to understand that so that we are more interesting uh, for those young people. Because I think in the end, Rotary really offers young people what they want to be and what they want to do. We are, with our focus areas, exactly uh, where young people want to get involved. And we just have to sell it in in a more convenient way for young people. And that's what we had to learn nowadays. The world moved onwards, and we, we as an organization, have also to change a little bit.
1: Yeah, no doubt. So, so what are you doing as a district differently? To, oh, to adapt, are, you know,
0: yeah, um, we are at the beginning. We we started new new formats. How to get in touch with young people? We are trying different ways, different um, settings, where we discuss with young people without involving them immediately in our organization. Uh, We are discussing topics that they are interested in, what they are concerned about in the future. Um, It's a coming and going, so the, the people change very often, but at least we get some ideas how what they want to do and how they interact um of course then i also mentioned before bar camps that's something we want to do this year um, we also want to reactivate our alumni which uh, in my opinion is a very very interested interesting group uh, because we already invested a lot of time in those young people we sent them abroad for exchange years they participated in RYLA seminars, they uh, have been members in Interact and Rotoract. They know our values and it's now time to, to get back to them, maybe get them also in our organization because they got older and maybe they are more interesting for some clubs that in the back didn't think about those people uh, and the possibilities that we have as an organization with them.
2: And I think those are all really good programs and things that you're focusing on as a district. Um, What types of things are you maybe thinking of as challenges as you step out of being district governor? I know you've only been in for about one month, but um, how are you going to keep this young leader mindset and keeping the younger people involved? How are you kind of planning to navigate that throughout your year? And even after you step away as a governor?
0: That's a very good maybe, question.
2: I think maybe that's the hard question. That's the hard ball that we're
0: throwing. That's the hardest question. I I mean <laughs> what I really like about rotary is this rotation every year and the change of position every year which on the other hand makes it hard to um continue certain yeah new ideas that you came up with. So first of all I I'm very Happy and glad that our district started to work, um, on not only on a club level but also on a district level when it comes together with the IPDG, the DG, the DGE, the DGN. So uh, it's not only the district government that plays a very active role during his governorship uh, in our district, as we are such a big district, even the DG and the DGN um, have certain responsibilities so the DGE in our region is responsible or the first contact in in, in the line of governors uh, which deals with topics concerning Bosnia and Herzegovina as Bosnia and Herzegovina as a country is part of our district and the DGN focus on the youth programs that we have so there is a certain continuity, when it comes to to ideas as we discuss them in the group and decisions are more or less based on a common opinion for at least three, three and a half years. So I think that that's a good way to make sure that certain new ideas continue even after your year as a governor.
1: Yeah, I like that. I think a lot of times uh, we try and get away from this idea of your year as a governor, because then people tend to think about, well, you know, you have 12 months to only work on one thing or one set of things. Whereas I think what we're trying to do is talk about, yeah, continuity with multiple governors and the DGN, DGE and DGN. And you had mentioned earlier in the conversation about having a strategic plan that you did with your other, you know, governor elect governor nominee. And I think those are the types of things that we love to see because then these ideas that we have of how to, you know, reinforce younger people to be involved doesn't die or end when your year ends. It continues on uh, beyond that, which is really exciting. And I think those same principles can be applied at the club level as well, you know, like Club presidents and club officers can also work with the incoming club officers and they can help them. And really, I think that's that's what I I, when I speak to clubs, we are when we speak to clubs, we always try to reinforce the idea that every member of a club is a leader, because at any moment they can be the next club president they could be the next club you know treasurer whatever it may be and so the more we engage and interact and and get every member involved of the club the easier it is for them to take those leadership opportunities as they're presented to them True uh, what
0: you said is absolutely right and we see that already also on a club level we have some clubs in our district that already know the the presidents until 2030 so um, that makes it easier to work on a strategic plan, which is, in my opinion, very important because uh, most of our projects, most about, uh, of our, of our um, uh, main topics that we uh, work on on the club level are not only there for one year they are uh, the club works on it for several years and it's it's always good that you have a common opinion and you know in which direction you have to work to so um i agree we have to do that we we are not any longer uh, uh single fighters uh, on in our positions we are team players and that's the most important thing
1: yeah yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's definitely a team effort. Um, and, you know, you got to have every, every everyone's role, whether it is being an official club leader or the unofficial club leader, right? We all have those members of our club that they're not the club president, but like, you know, they get stuff done and, and they do, you know, they're always the, they're, you know, saying hi to everyone and leading conversations and chats. And so that's what I always say is like, even if you're not an official leader, you can still be a leader in your club. And so that's absolutely, totally vital. Um, One of the, one of the other things we wanted to pick your brain about a little bit, um, Herbert today is just what advice you have for, you know, incoming leaders that might be a little bit younger, like, maybe talk about your experience and maybe some of your hesitations to being a club president or being a district governor and how you would advise the next generation who is like teetering on whether they want to be a leader or be you know take a a leadership role or not
0: well first of all i would say focus on your one or two main topics Um, you can't change the whole world at once and second, as I said before in our conversation, find those people who are at least as entusi- enthusiastic about your topics like you. They will be the ones who will stand by you and motivate you also in difficult times. And as I always say, together we are stronger, so you can rely on those people. So this team building aspect is the, in my opinion the most important topic because alone you can't you can't uh, change the world um the second question when it comes to leadership in my opinion you you have to get out of your comfort zone and rotary offers that you said it before uh we are all leaders in rotary but sometimes you need a, a little push from your friends to get in this uh, leadership role and that was the case with me i never considered myself to be governor at the age of 42 um but my friends saw the potential in me and they they believe in me and that's the biggest uh, uh yeah the, the best thing that i could experience in the, in the past, and I experience that also now. The trust that people have in you, and also the support that they give you during your leadership. You also mentioned it before. Everyone is is the leader, and they they do the leadership in a different way. Uh, they don't need the role or to fulfill the role that uh, as a governor or as a club president, but they will contribute their leadership also in the way. They, they, uh, in their position and in 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 the setting of the club and the district. So in the end, it's the contribution of everyone that leads to the success of the district of the club.
1: Yeah, I I, I couldn't agree more, and I love the fact that you said that sometimes we need a little bit more of a push to be a leader because I think that's so vital. And we've actually this is a theme that we've had on multiple episodes of this podcast is this idea of really either allowing somebody to motivate you to do something or being that person to motivate somebody else. And we had uh, Valerie Wafer on probably in 2021 on one of the episodes. And she's a past RI director. She's the current chair of the DEI Advisory Council. And um, you know she's had all these amazing experiences as a leadership in Rotary. And she says at every level she didn't want to be a leader, or she was hesitant. And, you know, it really took somebody to tap her on the shoulder and say, hey, you should think about being a club president. Or, hey, you should think about, you know, going for district governor. And you look at somebody like Valerie now, who you're like, oh, she's such an amazing leader. And like, you know, I'm sure this all just came so natural. But that's what we have to remember is that we're all scared at times, and we're all nervous. And we do have jobs and families and all these different things going on. And and it's easy to get comfortable and say, like, I, I just can't, I'm too busy. And but you need that person sometimes to tap you on the shoulder and say, Herbert, I think you should be the next district governor of 1910. And here you are.
2: And I think it's even funny thinking about the taps on the shoulder and introductions to rotary, because a lot of times that's the push that people need to become a leader. But it's also the push that you needed to join Rotary in the first place. Yeah, I think that really changed lives.
0: Um, this tap on the shoulder, yeah, because sometimes you do not see what you are capable of, but others see it, and uh, if you are lucky, they will push you.
1: Yeah, and, and I think it's just as important to you know let people tap you on your shoulder as to be the person tapping on the shoulder. And so you look at you know. People within people that are listening right now, I think everyone should think about who they should tap on the shoulder next to, you know, ask them to step up and be that leader. And you never know. And some people might say yes, some people might say no. What? What is the? You're in e-commerce. What is it? People have to see things like seven or eight times before they actually buy something. And I think it's similar with leadership. But sometimes you need people to pitch an idea or say, hey, you should be a club president multiple times before they actually say, yeah, I think that's a good idea. So sometimes it just takes a little bit of extra push.
0: Yes. And uh, I think that's also something that I want to add when it comes to my personality, to my correct uh, uh, character. Um, the role changes with the responsibility, with the, the trust that people Put in you. So in the end, after being a club president or after being district governor or in any leading position of rotor in Rotary, you are turning from the one who has been tapped on the shoulder to the one who has to actively tap on someone's shoulder. So this is really important to whenever you are outside there, outside of your club, uh, to really take a look who might be a potential member in our Rotary Clubs, in our Rotaract Clubs and Interact Clubs. Uh, it's really up to us to shape Rotary's future by choosing
1: the right people for our clubs. Yeah. And some, somebody once told me that when you become a leader in anything, um, the number one job you have as a leader is to find your replacement it's to find the next person. So that's the most important thing you can do. And so once you become a club president, the number one thing you need to do is find the next club president and, you know, make sure they're the right person for the job. You know, your number one job is obviously as a district governor is not going to be to find the DGE, but the DG, you know, district governor nominee designate, find the next person that's going to join the line. And so it's kind of a funny concept of like, I'm a leader, but now I'm trying to find somebody to take my job.
2: (laughs) And it sounds like your district's doing quite a good job setting themselves up with club presidents until 2030.
0: Yeah. Well, some of the clubs at least. Uh, But uh, coming back to finding the district governor nominee designated, uh, this is definitely nowadays one of the most difficult jobs. And I think that's also one of my tasks to kind of show that you can manage both your private life your and your rotary life in also connection with your professional life and that uh, everything is manageable uh, because I think there are really really a lot of very good Rotarians and Rotaractors out there but um, sometimes They are afraid that they can't manage it and I I definitely can tell them you can achieve everything with the right team and with your will.
2: We hope you enjoyed hearing from District Governor Herbert out of District 1910 who looks over Bosnia and Herzegovina as well as Austria. As a younger leader and Rotarian, he has lots of useful insights for other aspiring leaders and members of Rotary. Stay tuned for our next quarterly episode, and we'll see you next time on All Things Rotary.